everybody. Welcome to another special edition of Puck Off here on Black and Gold Productions. I'm joined. I'm your host, Chris Nozick, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Johnson of the Short Shift Podcast. Andrew, so, how you doing today? Um, I'll, I'll I'll say I'm a I'm a six. I'm a yeah, scale of one to ten, I'm a six. That's but a, you know what? That, that's a passing grade. That's a hey, C's get degrees. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All we needed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a D that's a D minus, but you know, let's get degrees. So anyway, I mentioned special edition today. We are reviewing last year's third to last place team and yet lottery winner, the Chicago Blackhawks mm-hmm. um, winners of the Bedard sweepstakes. And um, the, one of the more interesting teams to look at in 23, 24 going, what in the fuck is next for you? Mm-hmm. So uh, first and foremost, um, I, I think the big question is, do you have Bedard making the club out of camp? I don't know. It's a tough call. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hot take. I have him making the club and I, I have him penciled for, 75 points 75 points so you have him as the top line center yes i do mm-hmm. okay because um, what else what uh, who 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 else i mean that's the question who else um i mean they've made other moves i i i don't know about the 75 points but i think at this point bedard is the type of kid that i mean they were successful when they did it with Taves and Kane. So throwing kids into the fire, they've done it before. They know how, mm-hmm. and they've had success doing it. So, I mean, they went out, they made some moves. They've insulated this kid with veteran toughness, leadership, and league know-how, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, yeah. you staple this kid to the side of Corey Perry and Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. Like, Corey Perry, because he's won cups. Taylor Hall because he was a first overall pick who's seen all the shit that a number one overall pick is going to get. Mm-hmm. He's had the highs of winning a, a heart trophy and he's had the lows of well, last Edmonton. year with the Bruins. <laughs> oh, I was so, going to say Edmonton, but that works too. You know, and, and I mean, people questioned Taylor Hall at one point. Is he a boss? So like he's dealt with it. Mm-hmm. So Connor Bedard with those, with those two, but now you also add in a guy like Nick Felino to that mix. Like, I think that's a coach on the ice addition for them. Oh yeah. I don't 100%. know how many, I don't know how productive he's going to be because, you know, tail end of last year for the Bruins, he had slowed down to a crawl again. Like I mind is willing, but the body, the body well, is. I soft. look at this lineup as a whole and I go, I don't know how productive they're going to be. You know, I, I well, feel you, like that's a very valid question. I, there's I something there's there's something that's also kind of looming around looming over the team right now. But we'll get to that once we start talking about the lineups. Uh, I was going to have you start with that, because right now I, I don't know how much better this team is going to get in one year. They'll improve. Um, I think that I think with Connor with Connor Bedard, like there's nowhere to go but up. Right. Well, I mean, after last year, there was nowhere to go but up. I mean, yeah. after, after all the 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 shit that the the organization went through, trading Kane, trading Taves, trying to move on from 
Well, they didn't trade Taves. They just let Taves play out the string. Well, yeah. Well, cause, yeah, because he was injured. But, you know, yeah. he, they they've announced he wasn't coming back. Let me rephrase. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They announced they, they were they moving tra- on from him. They traded They Kane. traded him upstate. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and just they're turning a massive page in their organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that what you were alluring to? No, actually. Um, so we've kind of avoided this for, um, for a bit when talking about, you know, you know, this is puck off. We, we cover NHL news, but, um, there's a, there's a slight little thing. Um, the sec 2018 world juniors sexual assault scandal. Yeah. They have two players in the crosshairs of that investigation right now. And Boris Kotchuk and Taylor Radish. Radish. And who was the other one? Kotchuk. Kotchuk. Boris Kotchuk. (laughs) Ah, well, I mean, that is, that's looming over a handful of organizations. Mm -hmm. Yep. But are those two players that you see as being integral parts of this lineup right now? Radish was a 20 gold scorer last year. Fair. Um, Kachuk is a, is kind of a fourth line guy, young fourth liner, but Radish was playing their top six last year. I probably plays their top six again this year. Maybe, 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 maybe on their third line next year, but who would you have him next to? Cause he only plays the right side. Mm -hmm. Now I would say third line. I would say that he was definitely playing uh, second line minutes last year, but so I know you, you said, let's wait till we talk about the lineup. Well, the lineup is crucial for this organization. That's why I look at it and I go, I don't see a, when I say I don't see a huge improvement, I think they're going to be better than last year. It's just in the standings. I don't mm-hmm. see there being a huge improvement because in the central, I don't see what team they got better than. I don't even know if I would say they got better than Arizona and Arizona was 11 points ahead of them. They have to gain 11 points on the Coyotes just to get out of dead last. And yes, Connor Bedard can go off for many, many points. We've seen, we've seen other players do that. Connor McDavid does that every year. Yes, he drags that team to the playoffs. He has help from Leon Dreisaitl and slightly good to mediocre goaltending sometimes during the year occurring, and then defense that limps along. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard doesn't have any of that on this team. Seth Jones is an okay defenseman. Nikita Zaitsev is your number two on the right side. Peter Morozik is yikes. And uh, you have something called Jared Tenorti as your number one left side defenseman. That's a problem. That is a problem. They have no defense. Yeah. Connor, Connor Murphy, Connor Murphy is an incredibly underrated defenseman. I will say, but, but they're pushing him down the lineup. Yeah. Or you're pushing him off to his offside. Mm-hmm. Could you move him to the left side and have Jones and Murphy? Maybe, but like, I, I, I'm not a huge proponent of pushing guys who play solid on one side to the other just because you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can handle it, like, you know, someone like Zborl in Boston has proved that he can go both sides on a third pair. Fine. You play him where you need him if it's a third pair. I would rather him be on his strong side if I need to get first pairing minutes out of him. Mm-hmm. That's Connor Murphy. I mean, I mean, she, she, as far as, as, far as Jared Tenorti is their top left-handed defenseman right now. He's the number one paid left side, left side defenseman on their roster. That's dire. 
<laughs> that is. They also have Philip Roos, Wyatt Kaiser, and Isaac Phillips. Three very young guys. Who, what, and uh, what in the hell? Yeah, who, what, what the hell? And I'm looking at what they have in the minors. Uh, they, I think, may th- they may believe that a kid like Korchinski is ready is ready to take a jump. Or okay, let me, re- let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. They hope to God he's ready to take the jump. <laughs> but let's play that out. Mm-hmm. Let's say he is. Let's say Korchinski plays well enough to be the number one left side defenseman on this roster. Great. You still have Jared Denordi at number two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like so that, that's gonna improve. be one of those that's gonna be one of those situations where where like I said with the Anaheim Ducks, they've gotta they've gotta like they gotta go they gotta do a little dumpster diving um between now and October eleventh. Dumpster diving, they got twelve point eight million dollars in cap space. What the fuck dumpster do they have to surf in? Sometimes you find a Rolex in a dumpster, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, do you? Do you? I mean, they're better off going out and finding Carl Alsner. <laughs> That's a dumpster. That's a dumpster dive and a half. I mean, guys. Carl Alsner, holy shit, I haven't heard that name in a while. I mean, <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? If they can move one of their right side guys. You know who's still out there as a right shot, as a right hand, as a right shot defenseman? Who that? Ethan Bear. How has he not been signed yet? Sixteen points in sixty-one games last year. Last pretty year, decent defense, pretty decent defense, pretty decently decent defensive lower pairing defenseman who would thrive in a situation like this. Also, Probably they don't need on the right side. They need the left side. Best left-handed defenseman out there right now is Nick Holden. Nick Holden. Hmm. Nick Holden. Wasn't he like, didn't he? He was with Vegas. He he was with Ottawa, I believe. He was with Ottawa. He was with, he's been with Vegas. Yeah. He's, he's been did, everywhere. I think he had he's, a cup of coffee with us here in Boston. He did. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. Right. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, then you've got uh Alexander Edler, like you, you don't have a lot of defensemen out there who have any sort of points from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon Benoit was played 78 games. He's the one that played the most games last year. Then you have Edler, Holden, Bear, and uh, Nathan Bolayu. Uh, uh, Bolayu. Nathan Bolayu. Yeah. Who and, is, you know, that's, that's everyone. When yeah. I say dumpster diving, that's the kind of guy I'm 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 talking about. It's like Korchansky's not ready. Uh you, you know. Right. That's everybody who played more than 50 games last year left in defense as a free agent right now, as an unrestricted free agent. Let me be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure uh, as far as restricted free agents. You still have Kalen Addison. Um Let's see. Evan. Oh, Evan Bouchard from uh, Edmonton is still out there as an unrestricted free agent. Oh, and the one and only Jamie Drysdale. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think any of those any of those guys are going to get off. No, they're all restricted. The oldest one is Logan Stanley from Winnipeg at 25. They're they're all bringing up. You're bringing up a really good point here of how bereft their left side is. Thank you. You just left. But but if you're Chicago, you let Caleb Jones walk. I mean, yeah, but you signed Seth Jones. 
Isn't that a good thing? I don't, yeah, I'm but, you, but Caleb Jones was a left-handed defenseman. I'm just kidding. Your your defense is trash. So yeah. so you let so you let a D, a decent not he's not great, but he's a decent second pair on a bad team. Left-handed um, defenseman. He's a good third. He's a good third pair on a good team. But he and he, he was an RFA, and you let him walk. He's an NHL. You think you could afford him? He's right now, right he's an uh he's an nhl caliber defenseman and yeah, right now you don't have six of those yeah and he signed for 800k in carolina who fuck you carolina why do you keep getting away with this shit <laughs> because things yes <laughs> rod the bot <laughs> with no defense and let's be let's be clear peter morozik is an nhl caliber goaltender and at 3.8 that's a pretty good deal for that guy um, it just depends which Morazic you get. That's the key. Which yeah. Morazic are you getting? He's better as a number two, even at that dollar amount. Oh, and by the way, you only have him for this year. Yeah, It's not exactly like he's your goaltender of the future. Do you think that they're kind of counting on a lot of these younger guys to make the jump? A, a guy, like like I said, like a, a guy like Korchansky and maybe a kid like Lucas Reichel to, to turn into a full-time guy. Or do you, th or, you know, in goal, Drew, Drew Camesso. I think they're yeah, more Drew looking at Arvid Soderblom. So, uh, okay. Young guy. Well, he, here's, here's my thought when I look at the Chicago Blackhawks, because let's not also forget, they've got four first round picks between this year and next year. They have five second round picks between this year and next year. And no they way in shit they make all of those picks. No way in can't. hell. Yeah. They can't. So realistically, what are they going to be looking to do? They're going to mm -hmm. look to try to target guys who are losing favor with where they're currently at. Uh, I don't know. A guy like Mark Shifley comes to mind. Winnipeg's not quite sure what the hell they want to do with him. But now you have picks and young players who are getting NHL experience that I mean, think about it. A uh, uh, LA second round pick plus Taylor Radish mm. for Mark Shifley. That would anybody uh, would anybody touch Taylor Radish considering though? They're Winnipeg. Why wouldn't they? Mm. Look, but my here's my question. Compare that to the other deals that Winnipeg is going to see for a guy like Shifley, and tell me it's not enticing. Mm hmm. And tell me it's not, I mean, even if it was Colin Blackwell, like Blackwell's a solid fourth line guy. Had an awful year last year. Awful you, year you, last you, year. You, you expected a rebound though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if you can put him around other good guys, I mean, the guy can can crack your, your third line. Colin sure. Blackwell. Sure. So, you know, high end, fourth line, low end, third line kind of guy, plus a second round pick and another prospect and and maybe it's not shifley they go after obviously you know a, a guy like elias lindholm who i think is saying in calgary i that would be my guess but that's what it looks like and it, this but, is but a calgary it, show it also looks like calgary it also looks like calgary is going to overpay out the nose for him so we just can't can't we'll talk about that when we get to calgary yep mm -hmm. all i'm saying is is a package like that if you shop that to a lot of teams in this league you're going to get a good piece back if they bite. Mm -hmm. 100%. And, and, and there's and a team that I think you might look at 
that's going to start to sell sooner than you think is the New York Islanders. Will Lamorello let them do that? Uh, on his deathbed, maybe. <laughs> My last wish. Please trade Live out, the <laughs> Live out all the contracts. <laughs> Wait, I, didn't Lamarillo signed a bunch of contracts that were like, I ain't going to be here to pay that. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But you know what, though? A lot of the players that are on that team that are signed like that are not bad players. No, they're just old. Lamarillo's so old team. <laughs> I don't. I. Who knows? But That's like old team. <laughs> I don't. <sighs> Again, it's it's the shopping. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. in order to get someone to come to the table for a good player, you have to give good things up. You mm -hmm. have the draft capital. You have the prospect capital. Even if some of them might be getting in trouble, you mm -hmm. you know, like right now, your top line uh, is what's your top line? Because right now, I'd have it as Hall, Bedard, and Johnson. Hall, Bedard, and at the CU. I have Anthony Cio on the second line. Okay. I mean, I, that works too. And, and I go back and forth with it when it comes to Johnson because uh, while he hasn't been perfect, Ryan Donato has actually started to come into his own. And he's settled into that, that, that um, high end third line scorer type. I think based Boston on the line when they drafted him. <laughs> Right, but here's the thing. I, I look at the lineup that this team has, and I think he's their 2C. That's I, I, I don't think he's a great 2C. I, 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 no one but said right, you did. <laughs> right now, you're looking at, in my opinion, because Bedard is still the kid that he is, mm -hmm. I put Taylor Hall on his left and Corey Perry on his right. Really? Okay, okay. The protection from Perry the goal scoring ability of Taylor Hall and the playmaking ability of Bedard, not to mention the fact that Hall or Perry, they're veteran enough that if I need a veteran to take a face off that mm -hmm. I don't want to put the pressure on the kid, they've done it before. They've taken enough draws at the NHL level that while they're not true centers, I'm never going to feel as comfortable as putting a Patrice Bergeron at the dot. Right. But Perry can still be productive. Perry could still be productive. He's two years removed from a 40 point season. Right. Like, and, but and I, also, I think he's got a little bit more in him than what we saw in Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, Especially towards I, the end there. Yeah. And I feel like if you put him next to an 18 year old kid, he's going to giddy up and go, mm -hmm. you know, and Taylor I Hall's got speed to match Bedard. Anyway, I don't mm -hmm. put Corey Perry on that first line for, 30 goals. I put him on that line for mentoring Bedard in a full 200 foot game. Being there right. as protection for the kid. Mm -hmm. That type of thing. I put do you Taylor think they'll, do you think they'll rotate some of the veterans for him? Probably. Like and put Anthony, you on the top line just as a treat. Right. Well, and Anthony CU on that right side also can make sense because he's a better scoring threat. He's so also like, one of the fastest skaters in the league, so he could keep up with Bedard. Right. I, I'm yeah. not saying I hate that idea. Yeah. I just, I think the goal-scoring touch of Taylor Hall fits Bedard. Mm -hmm. Yes, Anthony, see you on the right side. I think he's better on the left just a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. So I also see him pushing a guy like Donato on the second line to be better. Donato, just Donato as a two C. Holy shit! And then Bruins I have fans, Tyler, Bruins then fans I have, are triggered. Then I have Tyler Johnson on the right side on that line. Tyler mm-hmm. Johnson though is a piece that I look at and I go, they can sell high on him. Do you put him on the top line and and leave him there and hope he has a season where you can flip him? Johnson? Yes. It wouldn't hurt. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the last year of his contract unless you plan on extending him, which, which I don't they know why should they not. Do. They should. I don't know why this team would. Yeah, they shouldn't. 33 years old. He's he's getting a little long in the tooth. Like they don't have any retention slots being used. Tyler Johnson at 2.5 mil will give him a good return. Mhm. They actually do have a retention slot being used on Jake McCabe for the next two seasons. Oh, that's right. McCabe. They yeah. only one. Which, by the way, fun fact, fun fact, ju- just just by looking at this for a few seconds, they have $8 million in dead cap right now, which is hilarious considering all the cap space that they started the season, started the offseason with. Who's the other money on? Jake McCabe, $2 million. Josh Bailey off of, out of an Islanders trade. Um, they bought oh. it. They promptly bought him out and they have... It, they have $2.66 million against the cap for the next two seasons. They have $1.1 million tied up in Brett Connolly for this season. Uh, 183000 which is kind of funny. 183000 in Hendrick Borkstrom in, in, buyout, in buyouts. And Duncan Keith retiring means they have a they have a 1.9 million dollar recapture penalty on him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and yet they still have 12.8 million dollars to work with. So funny. They started this offseason with 42 million dollars. So if you took all of that away, they would have they would have 50. Which is ridiculous because they yes. over overpaid for Perry. Oh, I don't want to say Hall's an overpay, but like you know, they got him for free in a cap dump essentially. Right, uh, they're overpaying Anthony CU, but that's fine. There's only two that's, years. That's we need to get to the floor, right? With this team, you say they're going to be better than last year. That's the Connor Bedard effect. Right. What do you realistically see this team doing? Um, just in terms of where they are in the standings by the end of the season, um. How much better than last year? I still have them finishing dead last in the central. Dead last. Let's see. Well, I I don't know if they made up 11 points on Arizona and I can't wait because Arizona is coming up in a couple days for us to talk about them. Mm -hmm. Blues will be better. Jets will be around where they were. Predators will be probably be around where they were. Wild will be around where they were. Stars will be better. Let me rephrase, let me yeah. rephrase the question. No, no, you're right. They'll be last. <laughs> they well, will be last place. I was gonna say when you say, "Oh, the Blues will be better than they were," the Jets will be right about the same. Let me put it in a different perspective. The Jets are not worse than the Blackhawks. No. Period. No. The Predators are not worse than the Blackhawks. I don't think any team in the Central got worse, except for maybe, maybe Nashville. Maybe. We're going to dissect that one. I don't know if they got better or worse. They made changes, yeah. but I don't know if they rearranged deck chairs. We're going to get to that one in a, in a couple days. Right. But I, I just, 
maybe they won't be a minus 97, the Blackhawks. <laughs> maybe they'll be a minus 54. That, that's the kind of better that I think we're looking at here. And even then, I mean, their goaltending is enough to yikes. Their leading scorer that is from last year that's still on the team is NFCU with 40 points. Ow. Max Max Domi had 49 and 60. He he left at the trade deadline. Patrick Kane had 45 and 54 playing on half a hip. He's still a free agent. I I don't think he comes back to Chicago, but I, I do <laughs> I do think the combination ball take. ball take, I know, right? Uh mm-hmm. nothing but the best here on Puck Off. No, I I think the combination of Bedard and Hall will be very good when it comes to the score sheet. I don't see Bedard touching 70 points. I'm sorry. Okay, I, where, what do you where do you see him? Given over under. Obviously you're taking the under. I'm saying 75. What do you got? Looking at what they were able to do last year, I'm going to put them at under 50. So, it's good, think- but he's jumping from juniors to the National Hockey League. All right. I think he has like You don't think you don't think he's Crosby coming in in his rookie year and scoring 103 points. No. Not doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Look at the team around him. It's trash. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple good players. Corey Perry is still on the back nine. As good as he is, he's on the back nine. He's probably got about four holes left to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tyler right. Johnson, that's just an injury waiting to happen. We we talked about Ryan Donato. He's in over his head if he's anywhere above the third line. Mm-hmm. And then you have Andre Anthonisiu, which what's his secret weapon? Speed? Yeah. Speed helps, but you got to do something with it. Mm-hmm. He's terrible oh. defensively. <laughs> and, right. And there's no defense there. Uh, yeah. And then Taylor Hall, solid, solid 200 foot guy. Great on the ice, off the ice leader. All the intangibles, super fucking talented mm-hmm. next to Bedard. Okay. So Taylor Hall goes off for 25 goals. There's 25 assists for Bedard. You know what I mean? Like, he he's he's not getting over 40 assists. You know, Taylor Hall maybe finds form and scores 30. Mm-hmm. But again, what's Anthony Cio gonna do? Miss the net? Skate past the puck? <laughs> like and then and to, to your other point, what the fuck happens when the puck goes the other direction? Mm-hmm. There's nobody there to stop him. <laughs> And so at a certain point, when you're in a six to one route, yeah, you're going to throw Connor Bedard out there and be like, all right, get some, uh, you know, get some action. But at the same time, the team that's up six to one, it's going to crush the kid. The kid's not a giant. He's you think, so you, tall. You think they're going to, you think they're going to kind of protect him a little bit to start just to see? They're going to have to. Mm-hmm. That's why I pencil in Corey Perry on that line with him. Well, I don't mean protection as in, hmm. I don't mean protection as in like. I think they need to protect him on the ice. That's what I mean. I, I think they mean, I, I mean protection as in like, do you manage his minutes? What do you make sure it's not too much too fast? The problem with doing that is he's making the jump from juniors. You cannot send him to the American Hockey League at all. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, you have to say, this is how you swim in this league. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got a couple guys around you who can help, you know, keep you afloat. 
but you have to swim. They are throwing him in with the sharks, not the San Jose sharks, but in the swimming sharks. They wish. And the sharks wish, of course. Yeah. But I I really think he has the talent, though. I don't know if he's ready to show the talent with this crap around him. <laughs> like, honestly, even if, if he was with the Ducks, I'd feel better about it. Because yeah. at least the Ducks have young talent who've done it in the NHL before. Mm-hmm. Like, there's Corey Perry. Uh, it helps. But you're dragging the corpse of Corey Perry. This is not a good team. And you're putting it all on the shoulders of an 18-year-old kid Mm -hmm. who you have no choice but to put it on the shoulders of. I I think he'll do his best. I don't think – I think you're going to look at him and be like, wow, if only his team was better around him, he'd have better numbers and he'd be in the Norris conversation – not the Norris, the Calder Calder conversation. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna be in the conversation because his name is Connor Bedard. He was drafted number one. This is the biggest talent, the biggest eighteen-year-old talent we've seen, and we've seen come out of the draft in literally fifteen, sixteen years, seventeen years, however long Sidney Crosby's been around. Look at the I, situation Crosby joined, though. They weren't great either. <laughs> Look who was but on. Malkin was coming in too, so I guess that's that's to that point. I was going to but... say, who's his Malkin? Yeah, who's his Mark Andre Fleury? <laughs> Peter Morazic. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You point made. End the episode. Thank you. Puck off. There we go. <laughs> Come on, this kid's got nothing around him. Mm-hmm. And... He's going to be able to do a lot of things by himself, though. I believe. But he's also he's eighteen with mm-hmm. he's he's. A man child among men. Men. Yeah. Like last in juniors, he's a man among boys. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that when the best players that he's playing with are 34, 36. Mm-hmm. Like, what's Corey Perry? 37 now? Yeah, 37, 38, something like that. Like, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. There again, and also again, there is no Malkin. There's no you know, there's no David Krejci for him for, for being a bird. You know what I mean? Like there's no one, two punch here. You have a one, five punch. <laughs> there's no two, three, four. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm worried about what this kid is walking into. They're going to be, they're going to, they are putting a lot of stock in some of these younger kids, like a Lucas Reichel, like a, like a Kevin Korchinski to make this jump right now. And this is their throwaway year. Even with Connor Bedard, this is their throwaway year and they'll sell some tickets because people are going to, people are going to line up to be seeing the next one. And I think he will produce. That's the, that's exactly it. This is their throwaway year where I sit there and I go, I don't look, I look, what I look for in this year is growth in the youth. That's there. And maybe I, grabbing another top five pick. I.e. Exactly. And use and using it on a center. <laughs> grabbing another top five pick. Um, possibly an, uh, another top five and another top ten pick. Mm-hmm. Because right now with the three seconds, the two thirds, and Tampa's conditional first, 
they can move back up into the first round again next year. Mm -hmm. So now between Bedard, let's say it's a top five pick and a top 15 pick. Now you have your, uh, your, your, your Taves, Kane, Keith, you Mm -hmm. have your Crosby, Malkin, Flurry. you have your Bergeron, Krejci, Tuca. Mm -hmm. Like you have some, you have three pillars to build around, mm-hmm. or as the Ducks would say, Drysdale, uh, <laughs> Zegris, and McTavish. Right, and Terry, uh, Drysdale, Zegris, and Terry. Or I'd, I'd go McTavish over Terry, but mm-hmm. semantics. I think McTavish is going to be way better. Okay, okay, that's a bold take, but all right. Over Troy Terry, I think he's got way better I, offensive upside. I love McTavish for the record. Troy Terry's already been a 30 goal scorer in the late. Yeah, I think McTavish can do better than that. Okay. All right. All right. I'll 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 be I'll be keeping a close eye on that. I like that. I like that. I like that boldness notion. I love it. I think actually speaking of which, I, I think John Henry owes me some cash for last year. I'm gonna look into that. John, I hope you're uh, listening. <laughs> we had a bet. We had a bet. John, you and John uh, Henry. But no, any any John Hendren. Oh, John Hendren. Patrick okay. Hobbies. Okay, all right. I was gonna, oh, say, I was gonna say, what you hobnobbing with John Henry? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any final thoughts on the Blackhawks here? They're gonna be bad. They're gonna be bad, but they're gonna be fun. But they're gonna be bad. There we go. As That's a non-Blackhawks fan, they're gonna be fun. As a Blackhawks fan, they're gonna be fun and torture. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would. I would hate to be a Blackhawks fan this year again. But, I hate to be a Blackhawks fan any year, but that's another story. <laughs> the, <laughs> right. Uh, the page of the book they are trying to turn does not take one year to turn it. Mm-hmm. They need one more bad year. They're going to get it. Yeah. You've got Connor Bedard. Don't fret because he's not magic on ice right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give him some time. And the sizzle mm-hmm. is going to be there. He, you know, he's, he's the, he, you're squeezing the juice right now. Mm-hmm. You're, you're squeezing the fruit. Couple years, you'll get the juice. That's all. So otherwise, I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if anybody disagrees, mm-hmm. but uh, if they do, they can puck off. Puck off. <laughs>